Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. 25 more minutes. We will be with you. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Again, we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Steve Jordahl joins us now. Good morning. How you doing, Brother Steve? I'm well. Did you watch the PGA Championships over the weekend? Uh, I didn't watch it wall to wall, but I did uh, keep up with it, and I know who won. I was all over it. So, you know, the yeah. Tiger Woods <laughs> dropped out. But this is what I find interesting about it. Did you see this reporter that followed John Daly around? Yes, I saw, I saw that. The world-class athletes playing on the PGA Tour, you're right, the best golfers in the world, you would think that they'd want to keep their bodies fit and everything. John Daly, a reporter, walked the course with him and just took notes on everything he ate and drank. Everything went into his mouth during, during the round. His final totals? 21 cigarettes, 12 Diet Cokes, six packs of peanut M&Ms, and no, zero water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's how you can become a champion. <laughs> He's got uh, two majors. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, but that's a long, long time ago. Yeah. And uh, He looks more like Santa Claus he, he, today. He, uh, he, listen, not to take anything away from his accomplishments uh, many years ago, uh, John Daly, but he um, – I think he got that invitation to play in that major tournament because he was a, a prior winner yeah. and you get an exemption, you know, you get oh. to play forever in that particular tournament. Should, should ha, have you, have you won in the past? He's not a contender any longer, at least not in the, uh, uh, PGA. He is maybe, he, I think he also plays on the senior, senior circuit, but, can, can I ask a stupid, but he's not known for his healthy living habits. Can, can I ask a stupid yes, question? Yes, you can please do. Okay. So for these PGA major tournaments, is there just one top prize, or do they have like, if you come in tenth, you get twenty five thousand? Oh, 000, oh or yeah. There is well, uh, I don't know how much you want me to break down professional golf uh, <laughs> for you here, but uh, there, are, but you could do the same with hockey for me. I'm aware okay. of the Stanley I, Cup. I could do NASCAR, and, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and you could do NASCAR. Uh, in professional golf, they have four major tournaments a year, okay. what they call majors. These are the big, big tournaments, and then they have uh, they have a tournament every week. But uh, you do. You do, but you, uh, to answer your question, you do win a certain amount of money based on how you finish. Okay. So, uh, it's not winner take all. I mean, okay. so they, the winner might get, I don't know what they got for the PGA tournament over the weekend, probably two or $3 million, I'm guessing for the winner. I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah. And then after that, number two would have got a million. Number okay. three would have got 500,000. Okay. Number three, that, that kind of So breakdown. if you're a top tier golfer, you can make a pretty good living. Uh, yeah, absolutely you can. And that doesn't even, that doesn't even include, uh, yeah, you need to finish top 50 to make yeah. a living probably, a, uh, what we call uh, a wealthy existence. Yeah. But also these guys get, uh, they get sponsorships, okay. you know, like Titleist or Callaway or yeah. Nike or. Uh, they they pay them a lot of money. They probably a lot of them probably make more money off sponsorships. I see. That's why they wear like NASCAR. Yeah. That's why they wear oh, yeah. 
That's why they wear uh, the name of a company on their hat or on their sleeve. You okay. know, here's, here's the payout then, for the PGA Championships. Okay, and I don't even know. I was just guessing. Uh, what did ahead. you say the winner? How much? Each? I, Two I, to three I, million. I, uh, yeah. Good. Two point seven million to Justin well, Thomas. There he goes. Second place is one point six million. All the way on down. If you finished seventy eighth, you got twenty three thousand dollars in change. Huh. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I need to I need to try to see if I can get a sponsor. Too late, Ed. I mean, for being on uh, on the air, like I could wear a certain, I could wear a Diet Coke shirt. Yeah, yeah. You mean to just show up at the golf tournament no, and just, get no, in the no, camera? Oh, you mean right here, here, right here on this? Oh, on this show. okay. Oh, get a sponsorship. Get a sponsorship. Oh, this it would show. have to be something like the Creation Museum or okay. the Arts. It's gonna be Diet Coke. <laughs> I got you. Okay. All right. Well, I tried to, uh, you know, make it as a professional. Get you into mean after get, after you tried to you go yeah, to go to the NBA. But, uh, I just I, I don't want to blame anybody, but I just my my family was not supportive enough. Be careful, brother. I knew <laughs> I, I knew where you're going when I was in my forties. When I was in the, my prime, better not blame Allison for this. And I'm not. I'm not because because I had other obligations and responsibilities. Right. That took took me away from practice time, <laughs> which could have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's one of those things where you just say to yourself at night, uh what a sacrifice. What might have been. Yeah. What might have been. But I don't I don't have any regrets. Doesn't sound like it. No. <laughs> I just lied. Anyway, Steve, <laughs> bring a- forth into us positive news from uh, the world he can't. of we, well, no, we're going to have to start with something a little, little messier than that. Um oh, so good. Several years ago, the Houston Chronicle came out with an article that accused the Southern Baptist Convention of hiding um, sexual abuse within its ranks, um, and it brought some numbers forward. I think trying to make the Southern Baptist Convention look like the Catholic Church. Right. Um, and in response, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, hired an outside investigative company called Guidepost Solutions to look into the matter. Over the weekend, they released their report and it is, it is not good. Um, they did find that the Southern Baptist, this report found that the Southern Baptist Church uh, stonewalled, hid, was outright hostile to uh, victims or people who said they were victimized by pastors. So um, the Southern Baptist uh, Convention today is uh, trying to figure out where to go. There's uh, 17 recommendations for the Executive Council and 16 recommendations for the Credentialing Committee Credentialing committee is is in charge of deciding who is in friendly cooperation and therefore Southern Baptist Church. Yeah, this um, this is going to be. Uh, I just want to be really careful here with what I say. I have not read the whole thing. I've read some and uh, and commentary about it. Knew this was happening. So here's here's the thing. I am not in favor of having been in the pastorate since I've been an ordained minister since 1982, a long time, okay? I am not in favor of death by accusation. I think we need to be very careful about how we treat accusations, how we treat people who claim to have been victimized. We need to be, I'm talking about it as Christians. I'm not Southern Baptist, so I'm just saying as Christians, we need to take accusations seriously, but we don't need to Put a, uh, put a a death sentence on someone who has been confused. I am absolutely in favor of 
supporting a, most of the time, I think in these cases, a woman uh, who wants to go to the police. And if she claims that sexual assault has taken place, she should go to the police. And Christians should support that. The church should support it. The church should support that and let it play out in the legal system. Okay. Um, I, I do think that the Southern Baptist Convention is different than, say, the Catholic Church, which is hierarchical. Uh, it's also different from the Methodist Church and the Episcopalian Church. If you have a hierarchy that is in charge of where your ministers go, uh, in the Catholic Church, of course, it would be priests, um, then you have more of a say on how you handle individuals who have been accused over and over again. The Southern Baptist Convention, because it is uh, not hierarchical, each church is separate and autonomous, the Southern Baptist Convention has to also be careful about um, accusing ministers in in one church setting uh, without knowing the full story. So this is, anytime you have women who've been, who claim to have been sexually assaulted or hurt, there should be a vigorous process to determine both legal and in the context of church yeah. life, uh, a vigorous process to determine if that accusation is true. So, yeah, I always say this, uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't read the report, nor will I, uh, and f- I'll read about it because that's what, how long is it? It's like, uh, 300 pages, okay. but, but and, and appendices, <laughs> but I, I will say this, uh, I will give credit to those leaders of the Southern Baptist convention for how hiring an outside firm to come in and find out what the truth was as best they could determine it. And then, uh, issuing a, re- a report that that is what happened. True. Yes. yes. Okay. So, so they they didn't just handle it internally. It was so serious. They thought somebody who hasn't uh, doesn't have a dog in the hunt, so to speak, should come in and look at this and and issue a report. Uh, the second thing is what the uh, what the the world what the, what the what the non Christian world wants to do, and some Christians fall into this category too. Is is you want they want to blame uh, the sexual abuse and or uh, I guess sexual abuse is what that's what we're talking about here of, of children and of, and, and, and or of adults and of women on um, on the people because they are Southern Baptist, you know, as some somehow the, the doctrine of the church makes people prone to abuse folks. You understand because what I'm they saying? believe that the man is the head of the home. Yes, and that, that kind of thing. thing. That kind of thing, uh, which is the same thing for Catholic. The, the Catholic priests got it. You know, you know they because they're not married. You mean yes, right. those kinds of things. And I just think that that's, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to say a scapegoat, but that those a lot of those people are just Christian haters, and so they just seize this opportunity to say, look, these these. These people who follow Christianity, uh, they they're more prone to sexually abusing uh, right. kids or adults. 
And uh, so I think there there opportunity. There's no to me. I don't know where you draw that kind of connection at all, especially from the teachings of Christ and of the church. It just so happens that uh, these churches, and it listen, if that happened, it that's happening broadly across the board in general society. In schools, right. man, yeah. the we read about we read about it all the time. So I would just say this: uh, the Southern Baptist people, who who committed these acts, <clears throat> are the Catholics that uh, committed these acts, are just like sinners everywhere, fallen people everywhere, and they're perverts uh, who go under the Christian banner. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, it shouldn't be. But that's just there are you know there are some in the midst. Yeah. So I would just say this is a indictment on humanity more than it is anything else. The fact that there are people are are sinners and now which the Bible teaches we need a savior from mm-hmm. right. We need redemption. Right. And uh, but now if you're if you're covering up something like sexual abuse then that's that's as ed said that's a matter of that's legal uh in the courts and and but it's also ethical and moral within the church itself and they have to take action to uh discipline and or get rid of anybody who covers up sexual abuse of women or children in particular. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and there should be no attempt to persuade a woman who has an accusation. There should be no attempt to try to per- right. persuade that woman not to go to the police Yeah, if if she has a legitimate But you're right. Claim. You get, you better be careful about an ac- just believing in a kind of an accusation because uh, would you want that standard apply to you? No, that's why I said I don't. Death by accusation is something the church should also this is, mm-hmm. avoid. This is also another reason why pastors and or even people uh, who work for the church voluntarily or on payroll should not, uh, there should be safeguards in place at every church, and I think most responsible churches know this now, because of all you need is one accusation, and it could kill your church. That, that's why here at, at American Family Association, yeah. we do not let staff travel on AFA business by themselves. Right. You you either go with another staff member, opposites. I mean, yeah. uh, same same sex, uh, or you go with your wife. For example, yeah. if I travel, I can't just travel right. by myself. Well, if I don't go with. Walker or Wesley or Abe or someone, my wife has to go. But at churches, you don't let people um, work along with children. Right. Uh, you, 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 the pastor doesn't need to be meeting if he's a man with a woman by himself. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying there are things that, that you you don't put yourself in the position to be have an accusation hurled against right. you, which could ruin your career. Right. Or your life. So I think most people know that today in today's world. Yeah. Uh, but uh, covering it up when uh, it, that's what they're, that's, I guess, moving forward. Part of, huh? part of what they're, they're saying. It's nuanced. Have you read this whole report, by the way? Oh, I'm only about 150 pages through it. That's um, going to be brutal. It is. Um, it's ugly. Um, I'll just say this. 
there is nuance in this story in some parts of the story. And, and, and I don't say that to minimize it, but it's a fact that the Southern Baptist Convention has absolutely no authority by constitution in who, uh, ch- what church hires who. Right. Who's, who, you know, who's now a Southern Baptist pastor even. I mean, they, they have, they can, if you go to a Southern Baptist seminary, you, they can control who goes, doesn't go there. But there is no mechanism to discipline a church from on high. Right. So that's one of those things. However, th- there's accusations of hiding. Uh, there's accusations of lists that were kept secret. Um, there's uh, accusations that the hierarchy at the Southern Baptist Convention was worried right. about litigation to the point of ignoring everything else. So there's a lot of stuff to go around. There's a lot of stuff to fix. Next story, Steve. All right. Um, the uh, You guys have seen... Ad nauseum, the United States government saying you got to get a vaccine, you got to get a vaccine, you got to get a vaccine. They pushed and pushed and pushed, and to date, uh, about 258 million Americans have had at least one dose of the vaccine. A year ago? As of today. It's no good any longer. No, as of today. <laughs> huh? You mean- He's talking about anyone who's gotten any vaccine. At least one dose. Since this all started? Since the vaccines became available, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Since okay. the vaccine became available, since they started pushing it, um, uh, 258 million Americans have been vaccinated. Well, there's uh, there's been a very concerted effort to uh, have a narrative around this that it is safe, that there that everybody it's helpful. Uh, there's a group of doctors, many of them, who dispute that, and because it's not a vaccine. Remember, this is an mRNA. Uh, basically, you're you're fooling around with the DNA in someone's body when you take the shot, and they don't know the the, uh, the long term ramifications. Well, over the weekend, one of the uh, scientists who um, helped put this together, who 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 actually invented the mRNA uh, vaccine, you just um, said it wasn't one. I'm sorry. Which is a shot? Back up your mind. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> He came out and uh, I had his name written down here, but um, he said he said something pretty stunning. I want you to hear cut six. It's now clear not only that these shots are clearly associated with cardiotoxicity, myocarditis and pericarditis. Mm -hmm. Um, There has been an attempt to minimize the nature and duration of that damage but it's becoming more and more clear as the data are rolling in. Remember, we're still just, what, a year and a half after rollout of these vaccines, okay? Normally, it's, you know, three years after finishing the phase three before we go to licensure. We've rushed all this stuff out, and the data are coming in stronger and stronger that these are causing subclinical myocarditis may be occurring in the majority of vaccine recipients in the majority for those who don't know i think i do know myocarditis is what infection of the heart inflammation inflammation of the heart the lining of the heart gotcha yeah gotcha and so and subclinical means i think it means that it's not uh quite to the level of being like you have myocarditis although it's like it's like being pre-diabetic um so, but this is affecting. Who was that we just heard? That was Dr. Robert Malone. Where, where was that from? That's this just... is from a uh, summit, the Global COVID Summit that they convened that had 
Robert Malone and Peter McCullough and a lot of these doctors that uh, want to be yeah. scientific about all this. You know, it's and you, we talked about this in the story meeting, Tim. You weren't you weren't in that, but one of the things we talked about is the fact that at least initially there w- was worry that it was just young men or just well it was just young people yeah, but yeah. that that could have young this men myocard- in particular under 30 yeah but now this guy what did you say his name was dr malone. peter malone peter malone robert, robert malone robert sorry. malone that he's now saying that everyone who got the vaccine has some risk right this was not I they did not break this down as far as I know by age or by any other determination. More than half of 258 million people were affected by this and uh and developed subclinical myocarditis. No, myocarditis is not permanent, is it? I don't believe no, I think you I think can recover from yeah. it. Okay. But they don't know how long I right. mean there's this and long they, and, covid and, thing. And and it sounds like he's saying that is is he saying that there could be some permanent damage for a lot of people from, um, from I, the inflammation? I'm not. I, I can't tell you. I don't. He didn't say that. As in, in okay. and I'm not doctor enough to to let. You're not a biologist. I'm not a biologist. The other day, I'm going to say this now. Uh, with medicine and science, which wasn't my strong suit <laughs> in college. Okay, nor was chemistry. Basketball, pretty good. Yeah. But saving people's lives, that wasn't in the cards for me. Right. For my career. But let me just say this. And I've mentioned this before. We all, uh, doctors and scientists and researchers and such, they can only recommend, uh, Drugs or products or whatever you want to call uh, uh, remedies based on the current information that they have based on the studies that have been done, quote, the data and all this. Do we agree right. with that? Okay. <clears throat> so, and then we often learn years later that maybe that drug or that uh that product that was recommended 20 years ago uh, had some negative side effects, perhaps, that they didn't know about at the time that it was being recommended. Yeah. Okay? That, that's, that's no, there's nobody operating maliciously. Right. That's just, that's just the way things are. So uh, I had a doctor the other day tell me something about aspirin. I take a baby aspirin every day. Yeah. Please don't email me people with good and the bad of that. (laughs) Right. I don't need. Okay. You have a doctor. already. I have a doctor. I have family members. I can read. Okay. So please don't. Uh, Now, whole aspirin is pretty well known. If you take that every day, it can can ruin your stomach. Yeah. Okay. I know that much. That's time tested. Right. But a baby aspirin, a lot of of doctors recommend that for people maybe who've had heart issues in their family or whatever like that. I am just getting started with this science lesson, and there's the dead gum music. Right. Doggone music. What would Abe say? Once again, the you're clock. not going to be able to save lives. The well, clock is disrespectful. I'll, I'll, all right, I'll just cut it short. Uh, for people to pres- to say 
that there are absolutely no side effects with this uh, COVID vaccine shots. They know for certain it's safe and effective. No, they know for certain it's safe and effective today. Some, most of them who recommend uh, recommend the shots. We don't know. It, you can't say what uh, two years from now, four years from right. now, six years from now. You're not going to see ads on TV saying if you took a COVID nineteen shot. Can right, you imagine the, the years, class action yeah. lawsuit involving? Then contact. Then contact the law firm of blah 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 yeah. blah. And we'll, you know what I'm saying? Whew. So uh, there we go. That's all I have the time for. Uh, folks, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day.